Stand clear of the closing doors, please. Hey, baby, let's go out there like a bunch of crazy dogs and have some fun. You gotta give us a shot. You know what? You gotta give us a shot. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Murph and the Mage. I am your host, the Mage. As always, I'm joined by my co-host. What is up, Murph Dog? What's up, dude? I'm a little recovered. It's not Victory Tuesday, but Wednesday. But um, I feel like I'm in a good space now to talk some Giants football. I see you're wearing a Ranger shirt today, so it's almost Ranger season, baby. That's it. Completely moving on from the Giants after one loss. I'm a little disappointed in you. Not moving on, man. Just so well. Actually, you know what? Rest in peace to the fucking man, Sterling Shepard. I, w- I want to start like from with that. Well, he's not dead, but he's dead. He's dead from the Giants. I don't think Sterling's gonna play for us ever again. Very, very sad day. Felt like the Victor Cruz injury to me, man. I was I could have shed a little tear for the man. I love Shep. Always gave 110% when I, he's on the field. It just it, it sucks. We have never been able to see him complete a, a good season. It's, it feels like every time he's going off at the beginning of the year, he gets some nasty injury, man. So um, old is Shep. Rest in peace, young Shep. Uh, 29, so he'll be 30 next year. Um, yeah, that's tough. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, though, man. I mean, if he comes back from the ACL injury because the ACLs aren't the death sentence that they once were, I don't know if he'll come back to the New York Giants. I don't know if the Giants will sign him. Uh, I can 100% see Shep being a guy that goes to the Green Bay Packers or the New England Patriots. If I were that man, I'd be so frustrated. I'd just be hanging it up. But, yeah, I feel you. No, I feel you. I, I, I think he's probably – Done in blue, but I will say he's one of those guys that John Merritt will put his neck out for. So if he wants to be back, he might be back, but he's not probably going to contribute much. Yeah, it just depends on. I mean, I don't think they're going to pay him, you know, any any big salary. I mean, and we'll get into we'll get into this a little bit. We can certainly talk about the wide receiver play, but make sure you follow us on Twitter at the Giants Report Pod. Follow me at the Mage underscore NFL. Follow Murph at Murph Blue 1925 with two H's in between. And follow Matt, Mr. Chris, at or at Mr. Chris 172. So let's get right into it. Who is to blame for the lack of scoring in the first half of the game versus the Dallas Cowboys, Murph? I mean, I'm pretty sure we, like, literally did this last week, dude. I don't know. It's a broken record with this team. They're this is the third game in a row that the Giants have not scored a touchdown in the first half of the football game. They are also tied with the great Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Bucks. Only two teams this season to not score a touchdown in the first half of the game. How many did they not score last year, the year before, year before that in the first half? Uh, no, a lot, but um, I also saw it today on Twitter. Um that through three weeks last year, Giants had scored 56 points. Through three weeks this year, the Giants have scored 56 points. Well, crazy stat for you and for this conversation is they're still 14th in, in the league in, in total offense. No, actually, 
14 in the league in total scoring offense. That I don't know. I mean, surprising I, I, to me. I, I believe I, I, I believe what you're saying, but they certainly don't look like the 14th scoring offense. Now, if you told me with the the no. 14th passing offense or 14th overall in terms of yards, I, I would believe that. Because this team does know how to move the football. They 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 get across the 50-yard line into opponent area. But once they're there, though, man, it just doesn't seem to click. And the problem I have right now, honestly, in terms of the lack of scoring in the um, first half, but everyone is giving Saquon a lot of credit. Saquon's back. Saquon's back. But you know what? I don't know. I don't know about that because Saquon didn't really do much against the Carolina Panthers, and he was shut down for most of this game. He did break the one long run to score the touchdown, and he was involved in the passing game. But it, there was a lot of times when Saquon was stuffed at the line. I don't think that doing I don't think that they're doing enough to establish the run with Saquon, and our run blocking does not look as good as it did versus the Tennessee Titans. That's one of my biggest problems here with the Giants not establishing the run um, in the first half. I, I think they got to almost overfeed Saquon. I, I know that you want to get Danny involved in the passing game, but you have to establish this run, man, especially with this fucking offense. 22 pressures against Daniel Jones from the Dallas Cowboys. Daniel Jones has no fucking place to go. And I I will say something else. I mean, before we go anywhere else, but Daniel Jones looked fucking good. Daniel Jones looked really good this game. He um, almost had another terrible mistake or, you know, there were some things that, or actually he did uh, throw an interception to Trayvon Diggs, but um, David Sills had fell on the route though. So I, I, Say what you will. It depends how you feel on Daniel Jones, whether or not you give him credit or resolve him for that. But Daniel Jones' pocket presence was on full display this game. The guy was moving around. He moved up in the pocket to deliver passes. He moved out of the pocket to deliver passes, rolled left, rolled right. He had a lot of scrambles as well. Daniel Jones was starting to see the glimpses there. It's just the passes and the arm talent isn't necessarily there yet, but also he doesn't have fucking time. Bobby Skinner did a great breakdown today on um, an option route to what was supposed to look like uh, to Darius Slayton. So, um, you know, uh, Darius Slayton kind of did the uh, give and go and he turned it upfield. But because Evan Neal couldn't hold this block, Daniel Jones didn't have time to hit Slayton downfield. So it never developed into anything. I, I don't know. I'm still a little concerned about the offensive playing call in here um, with Kafka. Uh, I didn't see enough plays deep. Now, again, it depends how you feel about Daniel Jones, but the reason why you're, you're probably not seeing enough plays deep is because he has no time to get the fucking ball out. Cool. I mean – it's no secret, man. It's, it's the same recipe for beating the Giants. Rattle Daniel Jones and stack the box on as healthy Saquon Barkley. I mean, listen, we've been we've been talking about that scenario for how long now? I mean, it's really just been those two guys and a bunch of misfits on the offensive 
or well, yeah, offensive line, but tight end and wide receivers room for Daniel's whole career. So that's no surprise. I mean, the recipe for rattling Daniel is rushing, right? Listen, they know our offensive line sucks. They know our offensive line is the weakness of the team. They know Danny has absolutely zero playmakers from the wide, re- wide receiver position that are going to do anything. It's Saquon and Danny versus the world with this offense. So, no, I'm not really surprised that, you know, we're seeing things play out the way they are. I mean, like you said, you said it best. Danny has no – he doesn't have any time to see any field. None. Zero. 22 pressures against him this this game. I, I, I just have no idea – He's the most pressured quarterback in the NFL right now. But, but again, as an opponent, why not? Why not fucking? I, no, I'm 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 not blaming opposing. No, I, I know, all, but right? Like, but but like as as an offensive coordinator, like don't you know that's coming all night long? He only that, sent Bellinger out to help Neil a couple times on that edge, which on the edges weren't a well. Demarcus Lawrence was a problem. Um, but I don't know, man. Like, you would have thought that you would have had a better big game plan. And it was a slow start. It was the exact same workload for Saquon as it was the first two weeks. I believe he had five carries the first half. See, Six. but that's the thing. So if you're gonna stack the box against Saquon and you're gonna and you're gonna rush Danny, then don't throw as much with Danny. One Saquon more. I, I'm sorry. I don't care. If you have faith in this defense, you have faith in Wink's defense, you got to run Saquon more than five carries in the first half if that's what you're saying it was. I I don't know what it is. I mean, he only but, had 14 carries, and I know it was under eight in the first it, half. It, see, for me, it, that's got to be almost double in a game it's like It's got to be like 21, 22. Because I mean, it, shit, let's look at it this way. Dallas had 30 rushes. We had 25. 14 of them were Saquon. So we already we already got to establish Saquon early because once you can establish Saquon as a threat on this offense, that's going to put the defense on its heels. So that's fine. You can continue to rush Danny, right? But then you know you got to worry about Saquon. That's the other thing. Got to get Saquon involved in this passing game, man. If they're bringing everybody, if they're bringing the house, or you know, matter of fact, I, they didn't even bring the house. Four targets, four catches. They got pressure on Danny using four-man fronts, man. Oh, I think what I in the first half, I believe they only rushed, they only blitzed once or twice. Yeah, everything they else did, was a four-man rush. They didn't blitz at all this game. Like all the pressure was just created by a four-man front, one-on-one BR guy. And I mean, I don't know. I, I I don't know. I don't know what the fucking answer is, and and that's the frustrating part. What is? What is the answer to not having a good offensive line or the offensive line just being as bad as it is? I, I, I don't know. Like, you would assume, all right, well, maybe more quick passes, but then everybody's frustrated because we're not taking the shots deep. Why is Slayton not getting more burn? But we didn't even, we didn't even really do the – what we were going no huddle in the first half. Why did we get away from that? Danny was operating nicely out of that. I don't That's know. where Danny thrives. Danny thrives in the no huddle, on the ground, short pinpat, pinpoint accuracy passes. That's what Danny's game is. I don't give a fuck if, if like we don't like it or we don't like the way that Danny plays or this and that. Excuse me, we're recording. Can you that's please how Danny be professional? Play. That's how Danny plays his game, and that's what Danny's strengths are. And I, I fucking tell you right now, dude, 
95% of the quarterbacks in the NFL would not have made what Danny made happen the other night. Nine rushes for 80 yards. I mean, good luck with the statue back there. Nobody's scrambling like that. And Danny wasn't even just scrambling. He was seeing it break down early and making sure that he was taking off. Like, I saw a different Danny on Sunday. Yeah, and I, I'm, I'm sick and tired of people talking about his first reads because – if you're still talking about Danny and first read, you really haven't watched that much football this year, then. Well, how many because times did Danny throw it away this this year? How many times is he rolling out? Yeah, improvising a, a little bit. Improvising I mean, a little bit, not running forward straight into a defender, not forcing the ball downfield, just taking the fucking, just taking the down and, and seemingly, and the loss. seemingly, no one talks about fumbles anymore. Wow, I, I'm amazing well, how that changed. Because his decision making is way better. He's not holding onto the ball. He's throwing it away. He's rolling out. Everybody bitched about him not being able to throw it on the run. How many times did he throw it on the run the other night? Yeah. Because he had to. No. Okay. Cool. He didn't want. He didn't do it in his. How about that? It wasn't what was fucking planned. dime to Richie James off his back foot. Again, call me a homer, but Daniel Jones has some of the best accuracy. Oh, homie. Some of the best accuracy in the NFL. Oh, I, mean, I agree. I absolutely accuracy. agree. All right, so let's stay here then for a minute. So was this Daniel Jones' best game of his career showcasing his instincts and his physical traits? I know I went to a little bit already. Um, I want to touch on that before we move on to any of the other points. Was this one of Daniel Jones' best games? One of his? Absolutely, because he really doesn't have that many. In my opinion, no, it's not his best game. Um, but Danny made us move. And the only reason we moved on offense at all, which was very little, because Daniel Jones. I mean, imagine Eli back there, dude. Yeah. Love Eli, <laughs> but like he's not moving anywhere. But I don't even want to talk about Danny, man, because he he's so far from I, Sunday. I, unfortunately, Monday you have to, problem. though, too, because, you know what? You're right. He wasn't the issue on Sunday. I but just there, don't there are people anyone... so desperate to get rid of him. And the problem is if you're desperate to get rid of Daniel Jones, you're not properly evaluating this team. Well, the whole new narrative, Mage, now is you can't evaluate him because the team sucks. So you might as well just can him because he's already sucked. I, the only I get moving on from Daniel Jones. I get that Daniel Jones has some less than desirable moments with the New York Giants. I get that Daniel Jones at times, you know, doesn't look the part in his decision making. I get why people want to move on with him, but this season, this season, you just can't. You can't evaluate this team and say that. Daniel Jones is the reason that they lost that Cowboys game. Or, you know, if you're including Daniel Jones in the assessment, I just don't think you know what you're watching. It's the same people that it continue screaming that he's a single read quarterback for three years. How are you going to assess your quarterback when you can't even assess the rest of your roster? Can't even assess your offensive line. We have no idea that even one, one, actually, no, excuse me, we drafted one. We don't even know that two wide receivers from this wide receiver room will return. Wandell is the only 100% lock to return to this roster next year. Hasn't played. He played what? 
five snaps. How the fuck do you evaluate a quarterback when you have absolutely no idea who your wide receivers are, who your interior outline is, your tight ends unproven, your, your running back could very easily not be here next year. Take Daniel Jones out of this, man. The Giants need to figure out what their surroundings are and what their base is before they even think about the signal caller because they have nothing on this offense besides two tackles. All right. You know what? Let's say that then. All right. Daniel Jones lost his best pass catcher. Saquon lost his best run blocker. Who will be the guy to fill Shep's shoes? I mean, you've already we've already established that Richie James is our wide receiver one, but that's all you're getting. We're not getting any other production anywhere else. Mondell's production is extra. We have absolutely no idea who he is. I hope he's great. Think he can be great. He's Wondell Robbins. You just said that. But I mean, this David Silla shit has got to end. If they're gonna get rid of Silla, fuck you with that shit. You did that. That drop is on you. And uh, I mean, it's clear that they have no interest in helping Kenny Galladay. And it's very clear they're done with him. So I mean, the Kenny Galladay thing is is what's amazing to me, man. Like this guy was a beast. This guy had earned the nickname Baby Megatron. In Detroit, and he comes here, and he might as well just be fucking, I don't know, baby Stay Puff or something. Like he's just not. They don't utilize him at all. Like no, I, man. I don't even care about the drop, but like, holy fuck! Like you paid seventy-two million dollars for a receiver, guy with the nickname Baby Megatron, and you can't even find a way to get him the ball. Not even contested catches. The Giants have already cut Kenny Galladay. You know what? It's already cut. Fine. But as much as people love Shane and Dable, I don't like that, man. No, I fucking hate it. And again, it's the same shit with Bradbury and Logan and uh, everyone else. Like, Even if you have no intention on Kenny Galladay being here next season, he's still part of this roster now. Of ma- I'm sorry, I was on mute. In a position of maximum need. No. Yes. I mean, probably. I don't know. CB2's played out pretty damn well, so I'm not even going to cry about it. It's probably the second biggest position of need right now after interior line. No question. It's funny how uh, with Aaron Robinson at his lineup, suddenly we're not worried about CB2. Uh, We can get there. But, like, again, what are we doing here, bro? I mean, you're doing nothing to help. Daniel so Jones. is Marcus Johnson getting elevated? Are we going to give Darius Slayton more playing time? Like Darius Slayton not pay, playing is the stupidest thing to me. And you know, I don't like him, but I mean, I have nothing to say to that. Why isn't he playing? Uh, like, well, Why I, is David Sills playing? How many snaps does Sills get? I don't know. I mean, I could I look, look it up for you, but I, it, the thing is that I think we talked about this last week. If you're going to play anybody, play Gary Slayton. This is a guy that can take the top off the defense. If you're going to follow a KC model that involves spacing with Kadarius Tony and Wendell Robinson underneath, why don't you have him on the fucking field? Just doesn't make any sense to me why Darius Slayton's not getting more burned. Richie James played 53 snaps. Seals played 45. What's the percentage of it? Shep had 58 um, on PFF. They don't have it. Oh. Pro football, I think, has the percentages. 
Galladay had 24 total. 21 in the pass game, zero in the run game. Darius Slayton had 14 snaps. Yeah, it doesn't seem high enough. All right, let's move on. I can't do this offense shit. Well, now you got me. Now you got me looking up. Horse. I want to talk, talk, wink, man. Go ahead. Failed me, dude. I was very, very confident. If anything, I was confident in wink having a huge game. Um, Whiteout, Tibbs and Ojolari returning. Dallas, defense has been hot. So Sterling Shepard played 81% of his snaps. Richie James played 74%. David Sills played 62. Danny Bellinger, 60. Tana Hutchin, 38. Kenny Galladay, 33% of the snaps. Darius Slayton, 19% of the snaps. Matt Breda, 11%. And then Devery Hamilton had one snap. But that's insane. He was in for a third of the fucking plays, Kenny Galladay. I like. Well, I mean, it goes back to also Danny running for his life on every. Yeah, but it, it, Kenny Galladay has been relegated to a wide receiver four. Yeah. I mean, again, dude, he's cut without being cut. He's cut inside the roster. He's, he's here now. Use him. But get your fucking money's worth. Because it's cheaper to keep him. So f- Fine. So you know what? Abuse the fuck out of him then. Uh, you're telling me. Telling me, man. But I don't. I don't even want to talk about offense anymore. It's, All right, that's good. So we'll just move on because you're not in the mood. No, it's just like no. It's that fine. Move on. You're not no, in the man, mood. We get on here and talk about the same shit with the offense every year for the last three years. When's it gonna fucking change? I'm not answering to it because you know it's it's fucking true. But yeah, I'm 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 a little upset with my man Wink. I was telling you all day I expected Wink to have a huge game plan, and boy was I wrong. That was the most vanilla defensive outing that I've seen since Link's been here. I told you, man. I it, like I like. No, Link, it's not Tibbs. I didn't say that. I, you I, were going there. We didn't get into that yet, but I like Wink, but I don't. It, there's. It, it's almost like the shades of Patrick Graham's defense with him. Like it just never feels like we have a defense that can shut anybody down. And maybe rightfully so, because you got guys like fucking Tay Crowder on the field. Um, you know, I forget. Calitro. Calitro. Who else did we elevate for this? Henry Moday. Yeah, like, I mean, I maybe that's why we don't feel like that he's capable of shutting anybody down. But I don't know. I, I, I'm, I just never feel like our defense will be able to get a stop. I just um. I, I mean, yeah, there's always the big play hanging over your head, right? The 15 yard, the 20 Lamb yard. dropped a fucking bomb. That would have fucking been a touchdown. But the game would have been worse than it, than it was. What was the final? 23-16? Should have been 30-16. to 16. Yeah, I mean, I don't really have much to say about the defense besides I was pretty disappointed. I mean, for the offense to hang around and – Keep us in that game was enough, but like we got no juice out of the defense, no, no turnovers, no sacks. Couldn't touch that shit 
offensive line. I mean, you had a rookie playing left tackle. You had an 80 year old Jason Peters playing left guard. Um, did absolutely nothing, man. Well, I mean, Tibbs I, was Tibbs. I, I, I'm gonna. Like, well, I'm gonna move on to the question then. So while well, move on to this two back to back to figure you off of this. So first question is. Is Leonard Williams the reason why we couldn't stop the run and rush Cooper? Yes, 100%. 110%. Just like the way C-Max started getting going late in that game the week before. Leonard Williams is the heart and the line of this entire defense. You don't have him playing his position, it's not going to work. Dexter's nice, but Dexter's better at his natural end position. Dexter and Leo is a must in this defense. So going back to Wink a little bit, I, I do have to be a little lenient in the fact that he didn't have his cog in the middle, right? I mean, I think everybody knows I'm a huge Leo fan, and I've always been a uh, supporter of his and saying he's the alpha of this defense and he is the anchor, and he still is. So, yes, I do think it's, it'll change our defense once he's back on the field, but I don't know how much that really changes our pass rush actually touching the quarterback. All right, so then I'm um, great segue there, Murph. See, this is why you get paid the big bucks. So speaking of pass rush, what the hell happened to it on Sunday? Where was Ojolari? Where was Tibbs? Where was this huge debut that we were all waiting for? Kayvon played like he was fucking terrified out there, like he didn't know what to do. Yeah, um, Kayvon, obviously, I think we're all going to agree that he needs to put on some mass. I, not mass. I mean. No, he does. You can't Maybe some like fucking balls. Well, you can't be built like a running back and play D. I'm not worried about that because there are, there are plenty of people that are thin-framed that can still get to the quarterback that play edge in this league. I mean, you don't have to be fucking, you know, 280 pounds to play edge. He's done his entire college career. But my problem is when you got a, a player that's uh, going to the outside, I think it was a run play, and Tibbs is pursuing – He's fucking jogging to the active play. The play is still going. Why are you jogging? Chase down that fucking player. Get into that scrum and fucking hit somebody. Like, the play's not dead, dude. Like, it's like he's in still in fucking preseason mode. Uh, and, and, and the whole injury that got him fucking killed almost with the fucking MCL sprain was because he was hesitant. He looked lost. Like, he didn't know what to do when the chop block came. And I'm sorry, that's how he looked for most of his fucking game. He looked confused. Not saying that he didn't know where to be, but it's like, I don't know, attack. Attack. Well, he wasn't ready, man. Even in fucking, even in pursuit, I don't know. His rush just wasn't the same either. Like, I don't know, where were the moves that, you know, that that everybody bragged about coming out of Oregon? Like, I don't know. Oregon? Oregon, Oregon, yeah. Oregon. Octagon? Oregon. I just didn't fucking see it. Did not see it. Did not see a fifth overall draft pick on that field. Uh, I mean, I agree. But then again, you look at the other side of the ball, and I don't see a number seven overall draft pick in Evan Neal. So they're going to struggle, dude. I mean, I'm not going to get on Kip Kavon's case too much yet, but he got his ass lit up. He had zero power move. Zero. Zero. I mean, he's got he I mean, like Aziz a, didn't a, fare much better, but... Aziz, well, I haven't got there yet, but Aziz was an absolute ghost. At least I saw Tibbs on the field. He made a pass deflection. He he was 
at least rushing the passer. I don't know that I saw Ojulari even get close to the quarterback. Yeah, Ojulari, Ojulari played on 47% of snaps, and Tibbs was in on uh, 58. Yeah, Tibbs had played 30, more, but... 37 snaps for Tibbs. Ojulari had 30. But then X-Man, I mean, again, you guys know I'm not an X-Man fan, but you scale his snaps back after the way he's playing? X-Man played 100% of his snaps. Oh, oh, O'Shane. Is that who yeah. you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah, O'Shane was in on 53% of his snaps. Yeah, he, he played 34 less than, than – But, again, I, I have no problem with that because, you know, you, you establish yeah, a rotation. Good. You keep guys fresh. So I, I don't really have a problem. But maybe you need – I mean, I don't know, dude. Maybe you give O'Shane that edge rush in clutch time. Here's why I do have a problem with Tate Crowder playing 64 snaps, 100% of them. Well, that'll Big crowd has got to fucking go. I hope that Jalen. I week. hope that we elevate Jalen Smith this week. They will, because I'm they fucking will. sick and tired of seeing fucking Tay crowd in the middle of that field. They definitely will. One hundred percent. I expect to see Jalen. Jahad Ward is hurt too, right? Tony Jefferson. I hope not. We need Hardy. No, is so he? I saw it today that he was on the injury. He's the one that started the fight at the end. Yeah, I, I like your hot word. Uh, Cordell Flott is hurt, so, I mean, he's probably – I like what Fabian Monroe has been able to give us to actually the second highest graded player on defense. Um, But, yeah, man, I don't know. I mean, I, I do feel like the, the secondary actually played pretty decent for, I guess, the core they were facing, but – the pass rush in the front seven was just nothing we saw from the first two weeks, right? No, not at all. But granted, Titans and, and Carolina do not necessarily have good O-lines. So, um, but yeah. What's next, Meiji? Uh, well, I was trying to look for that injury report real quick, but – uh. You know, normally you only like to talk when other people are talking. So, ironically, when I need you to go on a little bit more, uh, you tend to shut the fuck up. Yeah, well, it is what it is. Uh, hold on one second. I'm just looking to see. Uh, no, I'm sorry. It wasn't Jahar Ward. Uh, Kadarius Tony, Wondell Robinson, Leonard Williams were all limited to the Thought I saw Jahad Ward somewhere. It was just a walkthrough, though, so let's hope those guys are out there tomorrow. Right. All right. Lennon Williams, pass rush. That's pretty much it, man. We got one more, and then that's it. So since Evan Neal wasn't pulled during the game, so he could go through his growing pains, then why are we pulling Azudu or not allowing him to play full games, not allowing him to develop? Yeah, I mean, I'm not understanding that one either, right? Uh, this this staff has been pretty hell-bent on getting their guys in there before they get the vets in there, right? By the way, before you go into Azudu, man, fucking Glowinski – yeah, you got to run over like a train, but. <laughs> Our entire offensive line, man, is fucking in trouble. Um, 
Yeah, I don't. I, I mean, we talked about Josh last week. I don't understand the entire Josh experiment. Um, if he's your guy, like Neil is, which you took him in the third round, right? Third round or fourth? Uh, third. third. With Wando, we had two thirds. Um, or was Wando second? Wando second. Uh, yeah, but, Wando wasn't in the second round. I don't know, man. It doesn't make sense to me. You would think that they would be doing everything they can to give him the first opportunities from the day one, right? I mean, we lost Aaron Robinson last week, and you saw them immediately put Flotta into the starting role, right? Didn't do well. Already lost it, but they immediately went into the starting role. You saw Bellinger immediately go into the starting role over two vets. You saw oh, – so got um, – you know, I think they had plans to put Beavers at middle linebacker over Blake Martinez. Um, Dane Belton getting on the field way more than Tony Jefferson. So they're putting their guys in front of all these bets, but for some reason they did just – they don't trust Josh there on that left side. And I understand not trusting him, but why? Why play veterans that aren't on your team all summer long Play Josh for what? Week one and two for the majority of snaps versus Bredesen. And then when your offensive line is under the worst siege that you've seen all season, you don't even know Josh, especially when you need to run the ball. That's the thing that. What the fuck are we doing? I don't know how. Well, I, I could probably look it up because I've been putting out the PFF sets. Do you still have the PFF stats up? Yeah, Bredesen's on there. Uh, which Bredesen compared to um, Azudu, and then how does their Azudu pass- only got two snaps, not even on here. Actually, I don't even see Azudu with a snap. Yeah, I'm, I believe he only got one or two snaps, bro. Yeah, Pro Football Focus has him with zero. Ben Bredesen has a 23 pass block rate. Was he run block rating? 66. All right, and what about Azudu? It, this is for the year so far, right? Oh, uh, no. This is just this game. I don't have his uh, no. rates. What the? F- I'm on this week's. Dude, I, I don't I didn't I, even know we had the I need you to be a professional at times. And I, I don't want to. It's like, I'm expecting, like, I don't know. It's like. But that's okay. We don't need to look this up, Mish. I Well, I want to know because I want to see this. So, I don't know. These are just team grades, rather, but. Fuck you. I don't understand it. it. It seems like what they're doing with Josh is basically the opposite of what they've done with all their other guys, right? But yeah, when we talk about establishing the run, though, I mean, Azudu helps in that area. Yeah. yeah. So I, I don't get why not play Azudu. Every Hamilton had one snap. Gonna see a lot of two tight end sets too going forward, man. No, it's off topic, but they're gonna be running the shit out of Bellinger and the Yarick. Blocking. 
All right, so Andrew Thomas is Andrew Thomas is an absolute beast, man. Andrew Thomas has a uh, blocking grade of ninety point one, a ninety point two one blocking grade, and eighty two point six pass blocking. Um, do you want to just for shits and giggles, just take a guess who our next top four blockers are? I don't, I don't know, man. Robinson, Saquon Barkley, Daniel Bellinger, Richie James, and then we'll go five, Matt Brader. All skill positions. Um, so let's see here. Jesus. On the season, Ben Bredesen has a PFF grade of 45 and a half. A run blocking grade of 56.9. And a pass blocking grade of 40.3. All right. Got that? Josh Azudu on the year has a grade of 28.6, a run blocking grade of 51.3 compared to 56.9, so lower, and pass blocking grade of 12.5 compared to 40.3. So by PFF measurements, Ben Bredesen has been the best player. Well, I, I don't disagree that Ben Bredesen has been the better player. I mean, he was the better pass blocker week right. one and two, but Mesh. So you want to know what's even worse? Evan Neal has a worse PFF grade than Ben Bredesen. Yeah, I mean, Evan Neal has not been good. But again, what are we doing here? Is Josh your future? And if he is, why not just start him from the beginning? All summer long, day one. Well, I th- I, I know I said this to you earlier privately, but I think the reason for them not wanting to play rookies in the preseason or not to give them the extra burn is after they lost McKeith. And I don't think they I don't think they wanted to or looked at being able to afford any more injuries. I'm not I'm not talking about preseason games, man. I'm talking about reps and camp. Why wasn't Azudu consistently with the first team? Why are you again? I know I don't want to beat a dead horse, but why the fuck are you giving Jamil Douglas and Garcia first team reps all summer long? That's fine. You don't want to play your rookies in, in the preseason games, whatever. You let the vets make the roster that are, are struggling. They probably like, did play in preseason, but uh, I know that. De- well, Josh got hurt, I believe, one game. Mm. Devery Hamilton and Max Garcia took every rep on the last game, so I don't know about the first two, but I don't get it, man. Just fucking let him go fail, dude. I mean, if he's your guy, if he's your left guard, he, he needs to play the whole game. Like, we're not doing any any service here rotating him. And maybe we'll see Josh play every single snap this week. I don't know. Well, I mean, let's put it this way. I mean, how much worse can it get on the offensive line? Well, it can't. And also, another point is it's week four, Mage. What does that mean? Shane Lemieux comes back to practice next week. Who? Shane Lemieux. Yeah. Excuse me. Shane Lemieux is eligible to come back to practice next week. Yeah. So, we'll see what happens with that. But I don't know, man. Um, 
just it, it, this looks like a team that is rebuilding this year. Um, even with the development of the players, you're starting to see progression with some, and then you're starting to see some vets like Kenny Galladay kind of get phased out. Um, or who knows what Kadarius Tony? I think they really like Tony, uh, but Tony okay. can't get on. Tony can't get on the damn field. I don't know who. Um, you know, and I'm, 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 I don't think after three weeks that Shane and Dable can feel like they got this offensive line fixed either. And I don't know whose fault that is. I don't know if these players are that bad or Bobby Johnson stinks. Um, well, Bobby Johnson does stink, but I'm not going down that rabbit hole. But I do want to make a point that I do think our boy Brennan Walsh. Has he's been saying this for a couple of weeks, and I'm starting to believe that there's a little bit of legs to it, man. They look like a team that are actively actively competing, but not actively trying to win football games. Uh, you said that on last week's podcast too. Nope. I it's just it, some things just don't make sense. Sills, Bredesen, Galladay. There's just weird shit. That they do. It could. It, well, let me ask you this question: Could they just be trying to duplicate the magic that they created in Buffalo? I mean, guys like Gabe Davis, Isaiah McKenzie. I mean, they all emerge because of that system and everything. Do they maybe have blinders on and think that they can do the same thing here with the Giants? They can turn David Sills into Gabriel Davis. I mean, Gabriel Davis is different than Isaiah McKenzie. I think that gap is huge. I mean, Gabe Davis probably should have been drafted higher than where he was. But if you, fine, play, but if you want to play Isaiah McKenzie, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, undrafted free agent, no? Pretty sure. So, I mean, it, I, it, I don't know. I it, That's the thing that, you know, thanks to Joe Judge, I was duped once before. So I, I, I like the idea. I like where they're going. I kind of like the feel of this Joe Shane and Brian Dable team. I really – I kind of like Shane, I think, a lot more than Dable right now. I, it, actually, I, I don't even know if that's necessarily true because I, I don't know who's driving this, and that scares me. I like the fact that Joe Shane seemingly has autonomy. He seems like a really smart dude. Um for what it's worth, I feel like that the Giants are in good hands between Joe Shane and Brian Dable. But I wonder, though, just kind of like with Joe Judge, I don't know. Do they think that maybe they're too smart for their own good? Find out, man. Like I'm it, being cautious with it. Honestly, like it can't be that difficult. Like you got to send rookies. You got to send a two million dollar wide receiver in Kenny Galladay. I mean, unless he's physically injured and can't get on the field or can't play anymore, why is he only playing 33% of his snaps? Last week only had two snaps. Like, it's not that complicated. Get your playmakers on the field if they're healthy. I, I get easing Ojulari and Tibbs back in. I'm not going to bitch about that, but I, I, I just – I don't know. It, it, David Sills getting more burn over other plays – even over Darius Slayton. I know people don't like Darius Slayton, but I'm Here's sorry. My, my thing was Darius so Slayton was a Giants leading receiver for in 2019 and 2020. So my thing with Sills, though, dude, is like they're not even you mentioned Gabe Davis. They're not even showcasing him. I haven't seen a ball thrown his way besides that interception. I uh, I think 
I, I don't know. Maybe I, I know he's caught like two balls or something. But like again, if he was some highlight that they felt like they have, you would think that they'd try to feature him a little bit. I, I, I don't fucking get it. I just I don't know, man. And if as much shit as we gave Jason Garrett, I'm not seeing a lot of intermediate stuff with this team either. I'm not seeing a lot of the spacing concepts that you know that, that we talked about. We take the top off the defense and you let you get like Wandell or even Richie James work underneath. Like I'm not seeing that. I'm also not seeing the fucking, you know, the Buffalo balls to your wall, fucking, you know, 60, 60 yard shots downfield either. Like, I don't know. Like, we gave Jason Gary a lot of shit for running the same type of offense that we're kind of seeing. I know I'll probably get some shit because this ain't the same type of offense, but the the big explosive plays just aren't there, man. The, the only difference from last year to this year is a, a, maybe a healthy Saquon Barkley. That's the only difference. Huh? Pre snap. That's the only real difference with this offense. I mean, other than that, I'm still seeing a, a lot of short routes, too. But what's, what's Ra- the route, route, Routes that don't go past the first down marker on third down. Oh, well, yeah, that shit drives me crazy. What's the common theme, Nash? I don't know. What is it? John Mayer? We, we, we don't have the trenches. And until we have the trenches, you're not going to see an, an adequate offense. I don't know, man, because you know what? You cannot have an That's adequate. Joe Burrow. You cannot have an adequate offensive line. You know what? Bring back Odell. Jesus, that's Christ. it. Just throw slant routes to Odell all day long. I got it. Doesn't take long to develop. Throw him a slant route. He will take it to the house, sixty-five yards. If Odell could do that tomorrow, I'm all about it, dude. But. I'm, just cut the bullshit. Well, now that Shep ruined his ACL, I, I don't think that Odell's coming back because of the turf. Odell was never before that, back. before the Shep injury, I had Odell returning to the Giants at plus 1,000 odds. I'm sorry, minus 1,000 odds. I don't re- I don't know how gambling works. but Only wide receiver that we possibly may add is your boy Cole Beasley, and I don't think it's going to happen. You mean your boy Cole Beasley? Yeah, but Will Fuller, we're gonna Will beat Fuller. the Bears. Will Fuller, we're gonna beat the Bears though, so it's all good. Danny's I'll, gonna I'll fucking in, I'll inject Will Fuller if I have to. Give him the PEDs. Another walking injury for us to get excited about. Just fine. I mean, ACL. he's still a free agent. How much money is he gonna get? I'm sorry, Giants. I ain't coming unless you know uh, I get three million dollars. Yep. Me too, actually. But yeah, um, I mean, I, again, I it's at what it's Wednesday afternoon. I haven't heard any tryouts this time last week. We were trying out Joe Sugart and Jalen Smith. Yeah, they had the tryouts. Say I. Uh, Did you? Yeah, I sent in the ch- in the chat. Did they have any wide receivers in? No. So, dude, there's your uh, four, four tryouts today: Mark Gilbert, Elijah Griffin, who they signed back to their practice squad. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, there was one uh, wide receiver, Makai Polk, who I think was an undrafted free agent. I saw something about him earlier. I don't remember where. And then cornerback, Tim Harris. So three cornerbacks, one wide receiver. Again, actively trying to win or actively trying to compete, not trying to win. Uh, so, I don't know. Um, I mean, we're looking at fucking David Sills and Richie James again, man. 
It is what it is. All right, so real quick, predictions for the Bears game. Mm, that offense is so bad. All they can do is run the game. If Leo's back, it's an easy win. Um, and they, they don't have David Montgomery. They'll probably be without to be him. To be determined. But Khalil Herbert's no slouch. Um, yeah, I think Khalil Herbert actually worries me yeah, a little bit more. Uh, if Leo's back, I think it's an easy win, man. Uh, Justin Herbert is not going to have – or Justin Herbert. Justin Fields isn't going to know what to do with Winks. What's like, your score prediction? 28-17, Giants. See, I want to go above 20, but I did that with the Dallas game and I was embarrassed. Yeah. Okay, 24-17. All right, I'm going to go with the Giants. I'm going to say 17-10. Wins a win, man. All right, that's going to wrap up this episode of Murph and the Mage. Make sure you check us out next week. What day to be determined. Peace and love, everyone. Peace.